Okay, so today's episode is brought to you in part by past guest and friend of the show, Ivor McQuillan. Mr. McQuillan sent me a text message today basically asking me what my thoughts were on the relatively large protest that was held outside the convention centre last night in relation to uh, a bill being passed through the doll which will enforce essentially a, a vaccine passport to determine whether or not you're allowed into a restaurant or a pub or my understanding is anywhere they say you can or can't go the the bill is very is very vague um, it doesn't have a definite end date, as these things almost never do. Uh, that in itself is kind of scary because these things tend to be kind of pushed down the line, pushed down the line, pushed down the line. And then it's seen as though, look, we can't just keep pushing this down the line. We'll just make it permanent. That's typically how these things go. But anyway, I don't want to get into the details. And if anything, I want to concentrate on not getting into the details. Because another thing that uh, Mr. O'Quillan wanted my view on was the fact that this relatively large protest, I'm going to use the picture that he sent me, the photograph that he sent me, as the thumbnail for this episode. So it obviously doesn't show the whole crowd, but I mean, it's a fucking sizable group of people. I'm looking at it here now. But in relation to details, that photo he sent me, I don't know where he got it from. And... This isn't to cast aspersions on Mr. McQuillan by any stretch of the imagination. This is just to cast aspersions on the digital world that we live in. Because if that photo ended up being the crowds outside the last fucking U2 concert, I wouldn't be shocked. I just wouldn't. Okay? Now, I've no reason to believe it wasn't anything. It was a. I've no. I'll try that again. I've no reason to believe it wasn't a photo taken outside the convention centre last night. And just to clarify the whole convention centre thing, for those of you that don't know, that's where the doll is taking place these days to accommodate social distancing and all the rest of it. So, again, on the specifics, I don't know the details of the bill. My understanding is that it's very vague, as a lot of these kind of emergency bills are. I also believe that it's passed through all the usual routes that this type of legislation does pass through so there's nothing to see here kind of thing standard bill passing in the doll but i'm also under the impression that even though it went through all the usual channels it went through all the usual channels in an hour and a half and to me that would seem highly suspect this to me would seem like they're trying to fucking squeeze it in get it passed get it signed by the president make it into law and then fuck the lot you that would be my take on it. But focusing on the wording of the bit of legislation, focusing on where and when that photograph was actually taken, focusing on how many people were at it, because depending on what website you read, it was hundreds and some it was thousands. Ivers also made the claim that RTE didn't even report on it. And I just googled convention centre protest and under the top stories at the top of the page I have hundreds of people protest government response to pandemic, that's the Irish Times. Large protests in Dublin last night as Dahl passed indoor dining dot 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 dot, that's the journal. Uh, sea of angry Covid protesters swarm Samuel Breckett Bridge after latest pub decision, that's from Dublin Live. 
And then the next one is an RTE one that says forest owners protest at delays in felling license. So that's just the top stories across the top. I'm going to go down through the page then. The first one is the Irish Times and it's horticulture protesters warm of sharp, uh, of sorry, horticulture protesters warn of industry sharp decline. The next one is large protests in Dublin last night as the doll passed indoor dining bill. That's the journal.ie. Gripped then is the next one. Thousands of protesters assembled outside the dot, 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 dot. And then the next one is an RTE headline, forest owners protect, Sorry, forest owners protest at delays in in felling licensing, blah, 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 blah. Now, I have to speak about those headlines and the order that they came in in relation to my smartphone. Because a lot of people can be forgiven for thinking that the internet is the internet. And that when I log on or when you log on, we're looking at the same thing. Nothing could be further from the truth. The reason the Irish Times, the Journal... Dublin Live and Gripped are the main websites that came up is presumably because I've clicked on those more than others. Now, I don't read any of those publications whatsoever, but people do send me links and I do click on, I do use the internet. And because of the way I use the internet, that dictates what the internet shows me. There's a weird relationship between you and the internet and I'm going to try and do what I can to explain that phenomenon by analogy shocker so when you walk into a shop and you say hello good morning i'd like to buy this bar of chocolate please they'll look at you funny and scan it and go that's two euro please and you'll go thank you very much and you leave and everything will be fine but if you walk in and go i i yeah yeah how much is this fucking bar of fucking chocolate you prick you're going to get a very different reaction from the person behind the till and it's this isn't just in shop environments with human beings generally how somebody treats you is often in direct response to how you've treated them and the internet is very similar it's not the same but it's very similar depending on how you use google say if google is what you use that will dictate what comes up in your search results so that's just an an, an aside i suppose and, and a bit of detail because this episode I think is is loosely going to be based around detail the lack of it the importance of it and the squirreliness of it for want of a better term so Mr McQuillan was basically asking me for my opinion on a couple of things one what did I make of these protests two what did I make of these protests not being covered by our supposedly national broadcaster but look I've said before and I'll say it again as far as I'm concerned RTE is the PR arm of government head of RTE may as well be a government minister he may as well be head of entertainment essentially because that's what the news has degenerated to become not just in Ireland but globally the news is a TV program it literally has actors reading from scripts pretending to be people they're not I mean, what more What more do you need to know to know that it's a fucking TV programme? And bears absolutely no resemblance whatsoever to what you might call a fucking news programme. And my thoughts in relation to the guys protesting are A, fair fucking play to you. And B, it's a shame that we can't get our fucking act together. And what I mean by that is, I don't see why... The Black Lives Matter cunts, the fucking environmentalist cunts, the anti-lockdown cunts, the anti-vax cunts, the anti-fucking 
peak ban cunts and all the other cunts who have every reason in the world to fucking protest can't get their act together enough to combine their efforts. And I suppose in a healthy functioning democracy, they wouldn't have to. Because if our democracy was actually functioning the way it is supposed to on paper, if the everyday man on the street was actually informed and took an interest and realised just a certain amount of realities. What those realities are, I'm not entirely sure, but believe me, I'm working on it. I do fucking 15 to 20 minutes Monday to Friday on this shit, okay? So believe me when I say I have skin in this game. But all of this, I suppose, begs the question, what do we fucking do about it? And it pains me to a degree to to say this, but my answer to this particular problem is my answer to all the fucking problems. We have to elevate the fucking conscious awareness of everybody across the board. We don't have to change anything. In fact, we can't change anything. We can't change anything until we actually get across what is happening because you can't begin to change something that you don't understand. And it's not until I, myself, personally, can better wrap my head around this whole thing and all of us that do that collectively. It's not until we do that that we can put forward a simple and concise anti-narrative, for want of a better term. Something that runs contrary to what we're being fed. And it's essentially a domesticated animal thinking for himself. It's the cow in the field going, do you know what? I don't like the fact that I just can't walk into the next field. And I don't like the fact that every you know six months, so many of us get rounded up onto a lorry and never come back. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that I can only eat this type of grass. I don't like the fact that I can only eat this type of meal. I don't like the fact that I'm stuck in this fucking shed for my entire life. I don't like the fact that I don't know where my kids are. And the analogy there is the the basis for the whole off-the-lead thing in the fucking first place. I am increasingly convinced that we, as a species, we're dom- we have and are continuing to domesticate ourselves. And I think this, the people of Ireland and the people of all sovereign nations are being separated from what are essentially the farmers. So the majority of people are living in the fields and are living in sheds and there's a very small minority of people living in big farmhouses. And they know nothing of the lives of the cows and the sheep and the pigs. And they don't want to, they don't care to. Fuck them. These days it's those who can and those who can get fucked. And circling back round to the detail end of things, I could invest a load of time in finding out the name of that bill and going through it paragraph by paragraph and telling you what's fucking right and what's fucking wrong with it. I could find out through maybe freedom of information how many people were at that. I could maybe collect as much data as I could online of different photos from different angles so I could actually know the amount of people that were there because some people are saying thousands, some people are saying hundreds, some people are saying a very large crowd, some people are saying a small gathering. There's 101 different aspects of this story that you could hone in on and get more and more and more and more details on. But if you did that today, 
for what happened last night, you'd have to do it tomorrow for what happened tonight. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And it reminds me of that analogy of the mechanic looking under the hood of the car, trying to figure out why the traffic is so bad. You're looking too fucking closely. You have to zoom back out. You have to see this thing from a from a big picture. And just to throw in another fucking analogy, and maybe this is the one that'll get my fucking point across. People who find themselves having put on weight, and I think a lot of us have found this over the last year and a half. I know I fucking did, but about six months ago, I kind of looked down and went, Jesus Christ, the size of me. And I've spent the last fucking six months battling off that weight. Now, easy come, easy go. It's been easy enough to lose. It's always easier to lose what was easy to put on. Or should I say, if you've put on weight over a short period of time, you can expect to lose it over a short period of time. Now, if you've spent the last 20 years putting it on, it mightn't take you 20 years to lose it, but you're not going to do it in six months. But anyway, think of someone that you know who has a weight problem, okay? They're a, a huge big girl or a huge big guy. They're our government. And you catch them stuffing a big fucking donut into their face and washing it down with a two-litre bottle of Coke. That's the bill they passed last night. And it's, it's, it's equivalent to anything that they do on a, on a, in a moment, say, or in a day. It's just, an, it's just an act. It's just something that they've done. It's not what they've been doing for the past God knows how long. It's just something that they've done. You can run over to them and you can slap it out of their hand and you can go, you can't eat this. You're getting too fat. You can't eat this and you can't drink that either. You're getting too fat. You have a problem. But ultimately, you'll just have stopped them from uh, that one meal or that one sitting, even if if that's a, if if that's even what you do, if that is what you even achieve. But that's only in the moment, and you might you might feel good about fucking. Oh, I showed them. I slapped that donut out of their fucking hand, and I poured that two liter of coke down the fucking drain. But what you've done is essentially piecemeal what you need to do is you need to have a word with all their friends and family and make sure that you're all on the same page and you need to sit that fucking person down and say look pal we love you too much to let you continue doing this to yourself and i don't mean to imply there that we know we either do or should love our government but a lot of us do and maybe we all should love our country and governments of any country, all they are is custodians. All they're, they're caretakers. 99% of what goes on in this country would go on without them. But we need them there just to, to guide us. They guide the culture. They don't create it. And that's something that we've, we've, we've forgotten about. We view the government as the people in charge. They're not in charge of fuck all. They can alter our trajectories. And the idea of that is to keep us on the straight and narrow. Because another thing that I've spoken about before before is, is this idea of inertia. This idea of momentum. When you push like a, a, your, a country or a society or a culture. Is a lot like a giant block. A giant spherical boulder say. Rolling down a hill. And your government 
can build a ditch in its path to kind of maybe nudge it this way slightly or maybe nudge it that way slightly. But that's it. That fucking rock is going, whether regardless of what you do, it has a momentum. It has inertia. It's it's fucking. It just it just keeps on going. Now, in relation to that analogy, one of many embedded in this episode, what successive governments have done is they've put up a little mound and they've tilted it slightly. And another little mound and they've tilted it slightly. And another little mound and they've tilted it slightly. And they're pushing it in the direction that they want it to go in. But the reason for wanting it to go there is purely selfish. They're looking after themselves. There isn't a, there isn't a member of government that I can name that I think is a genuine leader of people. A genuine person who has the Irish people's best interest at heart. I can't name one of them. And it's been God knows how long since we had one. It could be since our fucking founding fathers that we had anyone in government that gave two shits about the populace of this country. And that's what we need to change. And protests are great. I I, I recommend them. I support them. I go to the occasional one. Probably not nearly as many as I, as I should. But if there was a fucking... A combined one I'd be sure as shit I'd be at. If there was just a general, this is the people of Ireland protesting in every town and village and city in the country. Just saying that we're not happy with the way the country is being run. Nothing about a particular bill. Nothing about a particular law. Nothing about homelessness. Nothing about Black Lives Matter. Nothing about the environment. Nothing about anything specific. Just every single man, woman and child that was fucking physically capable of attending it. Attending a... Something has to change rally. For want of a better term. There'll be something worth supporting in that I think. Because maybe then people would see that, oh, fuck, it's not just me that's pissed off at all this shit. There's fucking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of us across the whole country that feel the same way. And then we might feel a little bit fucking unified, a little bit united. Because our government, as far as I see it, has the same mantra as every other government and every government before it. Divide and fucking conquer. Because if you can have an entire population protesting doesn't matter doesn't matter a fuck if it's all splintered if 5,000 of them are complaining about this and 5,000 are complaining about that and 5,000 are complaining about something else then it doesn't really fucking matter because they've no clout they've no power it's not until we actually fucking hold hands and see past our petty fucking differences and appreciate that we're all in this fucking together that we'll ever make any fucking lasting change And in an effort to circle right back to the start and close this out, in relation to detail, I've spoken a lot about people from different loops. What we need are people to step up, people in different loops to step up. So, for example, and this isn't a great example, but I'm in the the martial arts loop. Okay, I can talk about martial arts. It's something that I understand on a very deep level. So, for example, when the first Irish transgender MMA fighter hits the scene, you'll be damn sure I'll be up in arms over it because that's an area of expertise that I have. 
and I just wish more people in different loops who have expertise in different things involve themselves, I suppose, because there's people like me out there who want to know what the fucking inside scoop on last night's bill was. But I don't know anyone who takes a fucking interest. My speciality, and in a weird way, my speciality isn't martial arts. I have maybe a couple, but my real speciality is having a broad interest and collating large amounts of data and trying at least, striving to get a big picture. That's my strong point. That's what I concentrate on doing. But in order for for me and people like me to do that, they need the different people whose specialities are in this and this and this and this. And that's effectively what my list of 40-odd influencers are. They're people that I can turn to and look for, for answers in relation to specific questions about topics that I can't know a lot about, that I'm unable to know a lot about. Another thing that bothers me about that list of mine is, I'm trying to think, is there an Irish person on it? McGregor's on it and Kavanaugh's on it, John Kavanaugh. But past those two lads, I can't off the top of my head think of another person that's on that list that's Irish. And that's, that's, that's troublesome. Because the other... 30 odd names as good as they are in their respective disciplines they don't know anything about Ireland they can't know anything about Ireland you have to be Irish you have to be not you don't have to be Irish but you have to be living here an awful long time to fully understand it and there's 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 an irony coming to me now here that this particular episode has been 20 odd minutes about 101 different things all vaguely kind of loosely intertwined and very detailless but again Looking at the specifics of these things, to me, is wrong-headed. We need to start getting together. Not to combat this issue today. We need to start getting together so we're not dealing with this one issue today in 20 fucking years. Because like the way it is gained when you have a bad diet, our government is like that. It's gained weight over time and no amount of fad dieting which would be analogous to maybe protesting, is going to help that, I don't think, in the short term. It's long term we need it, and we need to do it when we get the chance to vote. I remember Flo, I remember this idea came to me when I think it was in secondary, not even secondary school, second year of secondary school. I floated the idea to a couple of mates of mine that there should be a none of the above category when you're voting. Because I don't know what percentage of people in Ireland vote, but it's fuck all. I think if half the people in the country who can vote, vote, it's the best turnout ever. And what people take from that is the other half don't give a fuck. But I would argue the other half very much do give a fuck. It's just that, it's just that they're so disillusioned with the whole process, they don't see the fucking point. But if those people could go in and take a none of the above vote, then there might be maybe 70% of the population would vote. And if 70% of the population voted, and 40% of that 70% voted none of the above, that would be votes up for grabs. That would be people are actually going to the voting vote and actively not voting for anybody. Like, that's... That's... That's power on tap. If we could just convince people... That if enough of us got together, not under the one umbrella of whatever it is, the environment or Black Lives Matter, just if enough of us could get 
under the umbrella of let's not fucking make this shit any worse than it is. Recognise that we have a fucking problem and recognise that we have to address it. And address it over the coming month, two months, three months. And I don't mean put it on the long finger because that just works into the fucking current government's favour. The less we do, the happier they are. They can continue to fucking stroke the system and look after their own. Like they've done. Like it's the status quo, basically. And it's not until we, as a people, dispense with our petty fucking differences and start focusing more on our commonalities than we'll ever fucking get anywhere with anything. And on that note, I'll chat to you soon.